Welcome to another episode of Alpha Fire brought to you by Rule From Within. Visit rulefromwithin.com for expert life coaching and mentorship. Rule From Within specializes in helping you create a better life future. Explore the possibilities. Now for today's podcast, we're going to discuss courage and how it relates to strategy. So we know that a person who is courageous tends often to be a hero. They're an individual where the odds are stacked against them. They're the underdog. They're experiencing extreme amounts of fear. But most people think that courage is the antidote to fear, and it's actually not. The antidote to fear is faith. Faith is having the ability to believe in the unseen, even if it's believing in you being able to do something that you didn't think you could prior. Faith is believing in yourself enough that you're willing to take that first step. So the antidote to fear is faith. And faith is the mother to courage. So how do you establish courage to have a better life? Well, if you establish courage, you begin to better your life. That's the first thing you need to know. Constructing courage will help you take risks to a brighter future that you usually wouldn't take. So when you establish courage, you put fear behind you. Bravery is the process of admitting that you have dreads, that you have fears. Yet you're willing to determine a way to defeat those fears and not let these fears take charge of you. And it's okay to experience your fears at suitable times. There are going to be moments in time in your life where you experience fear. And when you seek out to verify what you're afraid of is real, you'll find that the threat is real. That there is a legitimate threat that you now have to figure out a way using strategy to overcome. But then there are times where, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real or F everything and run. There are times where what is before you is not a real threat. And therefore, you don't need to engage whatsoever. Or it's not a real threat and you can relax. So when you establish courage, you'll learn to self-direct you in life. You'll learn to accept punishment and rewards graciously because a courageous individual will frequently feel motivated to accept blame and responsibility while critiquing their own actions and utilizing what they learn to move forward. See, brave individuals, they'll step to the front instead of stepping back when an opportunity comes their way. And a brave individual will step back and take a view at his or her errors gracefully. So think about this for a moment. A person who's brave, they have courage, faith in themselves. They're going to step forward during uncertain times. And they're going to lead. But yet they're willing to step back to examine the errors that they may make or that they've made in the past so they can learn from them. And when you do this, 
it'll cause you to better your life. And because of that, because you're more courageous, because you have more faith in yourself, your life is more relaxed. Even if your plans fail. For example, if it was a really bad storm, the next day you would find something else to occupy your time and you would feel just as happy about joining the adventure you're in now versus being upset because your plans didn't work out the way you wanted them to. So to get successful and better your life, you'll need to learn how to trust you. When you trust you, you're able to trust others also because you ultimately have faith and you also have evidence, you have logic, rational reasoning on how you can respond to what others do to you or do for you. Part of the main reason why people don't trust others, think about this, is that deep down inside, they don't even trust themselves. If you are your very first friend and will always be that friend for your entire life because you're stuck with yourself, whether you like it or not, and you don't trust yourself, how could you ever learn to trust someone else? And this is what Carl Jung was talking about when he referred to this idea, this concept called the shadow, where we project our own insecurities, we project our own flaws, we project our own inhibitions onto other people. So when we're sitting there talking to them or interacting with them and we see something we don't like about them, it's actually a reflection of a part of us that we don't like, that we've identified in this other person. So if you don't even trust yourself, how could you go out on a limb and trust another person? And here's the thing, when you trust yourself, you don't have to go out on a limb because you know if the other person in front of you betrays you, you have, you have control over how you are going to respond and how you are going to react to the other person. So when you're able to trust you and you're being brutally honest with yourself in this regard, you're able to trust others. And regrettably, we live in a world where trust is difficult to find. Yet when you trust you, you can't blame other people when things go wrong. Yeah, but you know what, That I bought the product and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, did you need the product or did you want it? How much control did you have over your impulse buying? And you see this through and through society in the West. Where we are currently exper experiencing a supply chain delay. Partly because of what's going on globally with COVID-19 and the global pandemic, but also because people are engaging in conspicuous consumption, which basically means they're just buying lots of things that they don't even need because they're afraid. They're afraid of what the future holds. And in particular, if you think that through, it's not that they're afraid of what is happening outside. They're afraid of their inability to respond appropriately to what's happening outside.
They don't have faith in themselves because they haven't earned the trust to have the faith to deal with an uncertain, unknown future. So trusting you is not just a cliche. You have to be able to trust yourself. And there are many things you can do to earn that trust among you. Like, for example, putting your phone down and getting off of social media or turning off the TV just because you can do that. No other reason. Just because. And you begin to develop discipline in saying, you know what? I have control over my cell phone use. I have control over my consumption of social media. I have control over what I watch on the TV or whether or not the TV is on. Or how about this? When you have a free moment of time, instead of going on your phone and scrolling, swiping, you actually go and do some form of exercise. Maybe five push-ups against the wall if regular push-ups are difficult. Or you do five bodyweight squats. Or you do five calf raises where you just stand up on your toes. And you can say, well, why would I do that? Because, just because, because you can because you are exhibiting discipline and control over yourself. And this is how you begin to develop trust. It's like willpower. If you're very disciplined and you have the will to save money and you have that one or two weeks where you start to let it slip and you begin to buy things and you know it's outside of your normal pattern of behavior, it's not just that your willpower and discipline slips as it relates to money. Your willpower slips in every other area of your life. And if you don't believe me, all you have to do is look at anybody who you know whose life is a mess. It's messy in all areas or many areas and the one area that might be better or clean or organized is barely hanging on because there's nine other areas out of the 10 that are a mess. So to get successful and better your life, you need to learn how to trust you. Bettering life includes utilizing your creative and critical mind. You can't develop your creative and critical mind if you're constantly on social media or watching TV, including what's on YouTube. How? How can you learn to be creative when you are not exercising your creative faculties, your imagination? And how can you be critical if you're not in a position to argue against what is in front of you? So if you watch, listen to a post and watch a post on social media, they're just talking at you. You can't respond back. You can't let them know that you disagree unless you put it in a comment. But even then, it's after the fact. The post has already been created. Same thing with YouTube. Same thing with television. So when you do these things, you're not developing your critical thinking skills and your creative mind. And the irony is, the minds of the future are going to be incredibly strong in those two regards. In fact, if you look at people who are compensated the most for their jobs, they involve critical thinking, so CEOs, and creative thinking. So think of everybody who works in tech and IT. They constantly have to create. 
And yes, they might be using numbers and codes and things along those lines, but they're constantly creating. So at the same time that these professions are being handsomely rewarded with high income, the bulk of the population is losing their ability to be creative and critical. See, when you can produce fresh ideas, you're off to the road of success. You've many options in this world and it takes you to pull up resources to find those choices. So here's an interesting example of the majority of people's inability to think creatively and critically. There is a difference between choices and decisions. So in the West, if you speak English, if you're like most people, you use those terms synonymously. You use them as if they're the same, but they're not. The choices are what is on the menu when you go to a restaurant. The decision is which food you decide to order. They're not the same. The decision is the final component. It's the final cut. And the word decision actually, it's Latin origin or Greek origin means a cut, a final cut to deduce, to cut away. We can't create choices if we're not creative. And we can't get to a point where we can make a decision if our critical thinking skills aren't up to par. And that's one of the things that they teach at rulefromwithin.com is how to think critically, how to use logic, how to use grammar, how to use rhetoric, how to use sophism so that you can make a decision. And this is what strategy is, is about as well. It creates a roadmap or a blueprint for you to use over and over again to help guide you in making a better decision. Now, occasionally in life, we feel uncomfortable. And, and this can be common for some people. So you ask yourself, are you willing to accept your irritations? Maybe at a job interview, you feel lost. Are you willing to accept this irritation and discover a way to deliver a great speech to impress the interviewer? Alternatively, are you willing to allow negative energies to cost you your job. Acceptance is also a key to happiness. When you are able to learn to accept the good with the bad, you are able to learn how to live happier and better your life. If you can accept, however, well, it's gonna make things far more difficult than they need to be. So acceptance is a part of courage. Knowing that you can go into an uncertain situation and you know you're gonna do your absolute best, but you're compassionate and accepting of yourself and what the final result will be. So win or lose, and really it's succeed or learn, you accept the result. If there's a lesson in there, you accept the lesson. You accept the fact that you have to learn from it. So this leads to competency. If you have courage and you're willing to accept the results, you become competent. So 
ask yourself, do you have the competency to better your daily living and overall human existence? Or do you lack this character component? If you want to have better personal living, you want to have more competence. You want to have more effective ways of being you, of living as you. That's what competence is. In life, we have inner coaches, counselors, and they can help us accomplish things in life. And we have helpful authorities in the world that take the time to help those who find it hard to help themselves. So people have options. There's choices. But competency is earned. An individual with competence will take what they learn and utilize it to solve different states of affairs in their life. A competent individual always sees the new light at the end of every tunnel. Now, when you're competent and you're competent, you feel joyous. You're happier overall because you consider every incident, experience, and so forth in life as something that, must, that you must learn from. You aren't allowing the bad to weigh you down. You take the bad, see new light, and continue learning from your errors. You learn how to suspend judgments of yourself and other people. Think about this. God waits until you die to judge you. And most people go around judging everybody else as if they know the full context as to why the person is doing what they're doing. And they don't want to be judged either because they know that the people judging them don't fully comprehend what, they're, what they've been through to get to a point where they might make that decision or say that word or dress that way. So only one spiritual being has the right to call judgment down on anybody. It's okay to have views, but when you don't have facts to support your claims, then why even speak? Too many times individuals suspect, offer opinions, speculate, or jump to conclusions, which has caused major issues in the world. If you don't have facts behind you or to support you, what you say, then just use the power of silence. Allow somebody else to make the error. So if you want to live happy or happier, you need to build your energy. To build your energy, you need to eat right, exercise, and engage in frequent and consistent self-care. You'll need to associate with positive individuals and learn to help others as well as yourself. And the more effort you put forth, the more you'll get back from your efforts. And this is the tactical aspect of competency, of living better as you. You are the only one that can maximize the way you live. You are the only one that can maximize your experience on this earth. So you get better at it. The same way you would play a video game, get upgrades, the same way that you would get a car and you upgrade it with the new, latest and greatest exhaust system or speaker, you do the same thing with your body. And it's so interesting that people will do that. They will do a software update and install it and sit there for 10 or 20 minutes on their phone. But they won't do a software update on themselves. 
So think about where you are in your life right now. What are your intentions? So you have two things that are very powerful when it comes to the manifestation of will, the projection of will, and that is your intentions and the actual impact. Great intentions are the ultimate choice of bettering your life. If you have bad intentions, it's a sign that you're filled with greed, envy, detest. And if you say, you know what, I don't have bad intentions, but I want to get all this money or I want to get all these cars or I want to get all these homes or I want to get all these girls or I want to get all these guys, whatever it is. Ask yourself, does that, does that fit bad intentions? Like, is that an example of greed? Is that an example of envy? Is that an example of gluttony? Is that an example of detest? So people want all these damaging influences. And at the end of the day, they want to get it out of their life when they realize it's not what it's cracked up to be. So your intentions are mighty. Intentions tell other people where your goals are heading. Intentions are our motive that helps us to accomplish our objectives. And to learn more about what you want to have happen in your life, you have to put forth effort in the form of questions and observation. So one of the easiest ways you can tell what you value in your life and therefore where your intentions headed is by looking at two things. Where do you spend most of your time and where do you spend most of your money? If you spend most of your time and money on drugs, that's where your intentions are facing. If you spend most of your time and money on your family, that's when you're, where your intentions are facing. So ask yourself, where are you spending most of your time, most of your money? That's what you value, whether you like it or not, that's what you value. Because those two things are materially and intangibly the most important tools that we have on this earth, time and money. So where, where you're giving those two things the most is what you value and your intentions. It always helps an individual to put down their intentions, to write them down. When you write them on paper, it helps you disassociate, take a step back and really discover you. And many people don't like to write you can keep a journal, you can type it up on your phone, your computer, whatever it is that will help you be motivated or make it easier for you to write this stuff down. Because you wanna discover you and you wanna have alternatives. Going back to the idea of you wanna have choices so that you can make a better decision. Build resources. Resources are often the key that unlocks the doorways to success. And resources is another term for options or choices. So when you think about your career and your intentions for your career, what are they? Is your intent to one day own a successful business or stay in the same career for the next five years, three years, 10 years, learn what you can and then move on? What is your exit strategy? And then you can start to develop assets. 
that will help you get to that point where you can fulfill that long-term intention, that long-term goal. So you want to record your particular needs and your wants, your intentions. Write them down. And as you write them down, your mind is going to have to conjure up images that support what it is that you intend to have happen in your life. So you could say, you know, I intend to be uh, a real estate mogul and I have a huge empire. Well, before you write that down, your brain is going to show you, your mind is going to show you an image of you having a portfolio of 30,000 homes or something along those lines. And why this is important is when you're writing this down and you're conjuring up, you're summoning these images, you are using your creative mind. Remember us talking about that? And then when you begin to formulate a plan based on strategy, you are now using your critical thinking mind. And when you do these two things, you're learning to train your consciousness to live healthier and be more powerful. And strategy is where you're tapping into the critical thinking, the rationale, the judge that's saying, okay, we have this vision. Go from where we are to over there. This is the safest route to take for now. But when we get to this fork in the road, we're going to have to take this right. That's the critical thinking and the strategy component. So having a life strategy is one of the most powerful things that you can do when you've managed to figure out what are your intentions based upon accepting where you are in life and what you want to do and accepting the long-term consequences of that, having courage and ultimately having faith. See, people often find themselves feeling lost, unsure of their path, and unable to accomplish their goal. And most of this can be attributed to the fact that they don't have a clear strategy for how they live their lives. To, to be successful and to stay on the path that is success for you, because remember, the word or the term success is subjective. It's unique to each individual. You have to have a life strategy. And the strategy you develop will be unique to you and apply directly to your life. It will help guide your day-to-day -day life as well as your decision-making. And if you aren't exactly sure what a life strategy might look like, why it's important, or how you can apply it in your life, visit rulefromwithin.com and begin to learn. Sign up, it's a free membership. Sign up and learn more about strategy. The Stratagems Manual Blueprint will be available soon, and you can order your own workbook, your own life planner. Learn as much as you possibly can about you so that when you're ready and you start working through the manual and working through the questions, you will begin to craft your strategy that'll lead to your long-term success. Because see, nobody else can tell you how to be successful. 
it's a myth. It's equivalent to saying, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's impossible. Just visualize that for a moment. Especially when the majority of the world's population doesn't even have boots. So pull themselves up by what? What's going to pull them up is knowing what they want, knowing why they want it, their intentions, accepting the outcome and who they are, where they are, having courage, having faith, and ultimately those ingredients pour into the idea of having a strategy that'll get them from point A to point B. We hope you liked this podcast episode. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace.